This is Fundraising Radio, and today's a guest speaker with Matt Thompson, partner at Skyview Ventures. And in this episode, we'll mainly talk about Skyview Ventures and what's going on with the venture capital investing right now and during this pandemic. So, Matt, let's kick off by you giving us some background on yourself and on Skyview Ventures. Sure. So, Matt Thompson, and I've been with Skyview Capital and Skyview Ventures for the past eight years. Uh, Skyview Capital is a private equity firm based in Los Angeles that really focuses on tech, telecom, and software deals. And then we decided to launch a venture capital initiative about three years ago, which I'm I'm a part of. And Skyview Ventures also based in Los Angeles and Century City. And we've done 11 investments in this venture capital arena. And we've deployed around $30 million of capital into those 10 to 11 businesses. And the businesses, the theme is really tech-enabled services, but then also wellness and better for you. So that's a, a way to blend um, some of these trends with digital technologies along with some of the, what's going on with consumer wellness. Mm-hmm. Got it. And when you were saying that you've deployed you know, $30 million dollars into those 11 companies that means that you know significant chunks of capital went to in each company um at which stage do you usually invest in in terms of like is it series a is it series b c or which one is that so for our first check it's typically in the in the seed through a stage mm-hmm. and then and then if the, the companies need additional capital, then it might be a follow-on in, in, in a B round. But our, our typical is growth stage, um, sort of C to the A rounds. And typically, we like to invest in businesses that have already proven some revenue or customer traction before we get involved. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and pretty sure, I mean, uh, it's pretty rare for me to interview someone who is investing, you know, later on stages. Uh, most of my speakers are you know, pre-seed seed rounds investors. So I'm curious, how do you find your deals? So how do you source your deals? So we find a variety of ways. Um, part of it is a lot of entrepreneurs will come to our website and you know submit emails and we'll see some proposals that way. We'll also go to pitch events or host pitch events and uh, entrepreneurs will meet us that way. And if it sounds interesting, we'll uh, bring it to our investment committee. Um, I'm also part of Tech Goes Angels, which is one of the largest angel groups in the country. And sometimes we found deals that way and then invested in those businesses. And then a lot of it's just network. It's meeting people. Uh, a recent deal that, that I did more, more personally was with a company called Verbal, uh, V-U-R-B-L, and it's a podcast platform uh, for monetizing podcasts and other audio media. And that's one I met through our, someone I've known for several years. Nice. I should probably check out that platform. <laughs> Definitely want to introduce right. you. Uh, sounds great. Sounds great. We'll be happy to. Uh, but on our pre-interview call, you mentioned that uh, you're also doing some uh, you know, family offices, businesses, and you mentioned something that really caught my attention, which is family offices being a bit more opportunistic right now. Why is that and how is that? Yeah. So Skyview Capital and Skyview Ventures is, is really uh, the the investment vehicle of Alex Otani. So because of that, uh, we're able to 
able to invest more opportunistically. We're not stuck to a set mandate. Like we don't have to just do technology investments. We don't have to just do wellness investments. We can, if it sounds inter interesting, uh, irrespective of stage, we can invest in those things. So we can be a little more nimble. And that's why our equity checks can vary. Uh, they can be smaller or larger mm -hmm. because we're not set limited by a certain uh, LP requirements. That's really cool. And actually, res responds to my question really well. I, in my understanding, family offices, you know, something that's very stable, something that invests in one specific field and is pretty much risk averse, but I guess uh, it's not that way anymore, which is great. <clears throat> so um, my next question was about the current situation. So for founders right now who are trying to raise money during coronavirus, what's your recommendation? Where should they go to find money? So I've actually actually done some polls of angel investors and, and venture capitalists, and investment early stage investment is definitely down in Los Angeles. I think it's down about 20% in terms of transactions. Um, valuations have also come down, but deals are still happening. Deals, especially if it's you know some things are really enhanced by COVID. Things like distance learning, telehealth. Um, things around uh, COVID treatments, uh, those those kind of kind of businesses are actually doing quite well. E-commerce is doing very well. So some businesses are able to continue raising capital, especially things like digital media. For example, that verbal company I mentioned that, that's in the digital uh, music space. So it, it was able to raise uh, money from other investors during this pandemic time. And we've also invested in some other businesses during the, the pandemic. For example, we, we had an early investment in Super Coffee, which is a, which is a protein-rich MCT oil, uh, um, uh, um, ready-to-drink coffee beverage, which is sold in a lot of stores around the country. And they recently uh, raised more money at a $200 million valuation. So that was right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, we've also invested in a business called Lemon Perfect during the, during the pandemic. And we also uh, invested in um, our other our artificial intelligence company called Byte Installed uh, during the pandemic period. Nice, that's really impressive. And here I actually want to move a little bit back to what you said earlier, which is networking. I know that it's like a big chunk of uh, how investors source their deals, but right now networking seems to be really tough during this coronavirus. So what's your recommendation on that? So it's definitely harder. It used to be there would be in-person demo days, in-person pitch days that you could go and meet you know, tons of, an entrepreneur could go and meet in a dozen of angels physically, but in some ways, there's a lot of these things that have been replicated in the virtual environment. There's lots of on sort of online pitch days and online pitch events. So it still exists just a different format. So deals are still happening. You just have to be a little bit more focused on using Zoom rather than going in person event. I think it's definitely more challenging now. Um, so you have to be a little bit more diligent in terms of reaching out to the investors because it's it's a little harder to meet people um, over Zoom, but it still can happen. 
Right, good point. And what about some events? So I know that some events at the end, they have like a you know, chat and mingle or whatever that was called. And I think I tried only once doing this during the coronavirus. And I mean, it was online, of course. And I did not really have a good experience there. Do you know any events that like specifically say that, you know, after our event, you can chat with other participants and, you know, network? Yeah, no, it's definitely, it definitely shows some limitations of Zoom. Uh, there's actually a cool new platform uh, for uh, for meeting people and for sort of replicating the, the the convention experience called Run the World, and they just raised a, a round from Andreessen Horowitz. Um, that's a really exciting company. And I actually had a panel with the founder of that business, and I, I think that's a way to make things a little bit more more organic to, to have a better experience than just sort of the, the panel kind of experience on Zoom. So I think there's actually room for different platforms to make the informal networking a little bit more organic. Um, but I think the key is to partner with some of the good organizations like Tech Coast Angels is, has moved from a, a model where they always used to do virtual pitches uh, for the first stage, but now all the stages are happening over over Zoom. So even a couple of years ago, the the first pitches would be done over WebEx, and then now just even the later stages and later diligence happen over over uh, virtual means. Right, that's true. And I've seen tons and tons of apps that are trying to tackle that problem, you know, of networking specifically. So if you do your research, probably you're going to find something really cool. Uh, but let's get back to the thing that you mentioned earlier as well, Tech Coast Angels, you're also an investor there. And I was curious, how does those, how do those two roles align? So being a member at Tech Coast Angels and uh, being a partner at Skyview Ventures. So I've been a member of Tech Coast Angels for several years. Um, you know, Tech Coast Angels has a, has a side fund uh, that they just raised that invests in in uh, interesting businesses that come through. So that Tech Coast Angels Los Angeles fund um, is about a, a roughly a million dollars that it has invested in five companies so far and it still has about half of the money to deploy. And it's, so Tech Coast Angels is the largest angel group in the country. And, but everyone there is basically a volunteer. You know, they're, they're personal investor, but they're also volunteer to help with the community. And then by my daytime job is is Skyview Ventures, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of overlap because because with Techco's Angels, it's a really broad pool of entrepreneurs that we can see, and then perhaps some of those later stage companies, uh, Skyview Ventures can invest in, and we have invested in some uh, previous Techco's Angels investments. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, the overlap is actually pretty interesting. Can you give like a couple examples that that of the ever overlap again? So, buy it installed was a uh, a deal that Texas Angels Angels had invested in several years ago, and then uh, Skyview Capital uh, subsequently invested and became a major uh, investor in in buy it installed. And by doing that. Um, we're able to, you know, learn about it through Techco's Angels, but then participate uh, separately. And then there's been some other examples of companies that I've brought to Techco's Angels, and um, and it just just depends on whether Techco's Angels or Skyview or 
personal investments. Right, right. As an investor in both of those firms, uh, I bet you've seen tons and tons of pitch decks. So I was curious, what do you think are the three just must have points on the pitch deck? I think the key elements to a to a good business um, includes these a large market. Um, you know, and, and potentially it's it's a market that doesn't exist yet, but the potential to be a large market size. It needs management, so a co-founder or a founder or co-founder that really have authentic knowledge of the space and have come up with a way to solve. Um, a problem in a much better way. So it's a, it's the market, it's the management team, and then, and then, some element of moat. So the sense that is it somewhat defensible? Do they have some IP? Do they have some process? Do they have some know-how that allows the, their idea not to be immediately replicated? I also think it's important to have the ability to generate margins over time. So. Is there some way to allow your per unit economics to to be scalable? And then another element is mission. You know, it's it's good if the entrepreneur really believes in the cause. You know, whether it's because they they have a passion for media or they have they have a personal experience with the problem. It's not just hey, I happen to think of this idea, but I don't really have any authenticity about. It. So there's a mission around it. Why do why do employees and management get excited about the business? Mm -hmm. Right, that's actually a really valid point. And now that we've talked about the points that you must have on the pitch deck, let's talk about the major mistakes that you see during the presentations. It can be either verbal or you know still on the pitch deck. So what are the major mistakes that you see founders make? I think the biggest I think the biggest mistakes that founders make when they're pitching is to not acknowledge that we don't expect them to have all the answers. And if they don't have an answer, just say, that's a good question. I'll have to get back to you. Don't just make something up or, you know, the worst thing is to say something that's, that's just incorrect because that'll come back to, to haunt you because you'll lose trust uh, from your investors. Right. That's actually a common mistake and that's seen pretty frequently and founders do not pay enough attention to that one, I think. Uh, but I think the other thing, the other thing is just be confident. Uh, you know, I've seen some in some entrepreneurs, they, you know, perhaps they're not experts in finance and that's okay. Uh, you know, you come up with a projection, no, no projection is ever right. That's the only thing you ever know. A projection right. is a, is a best guess based on limited information and you, you shouldn't get so caught up in the the nuances of, of Excel. It just shows that you thought about the problem. You sort of understand generally how the economics work, but be confident about it and present mm -hmm. it well. Because I think sometimes during these pitches, you just want to prove that you're able to able to present well, take questions and appear very professional. So you don't want to get flustered over some some small detail. Mm -hmm. Right, that's actual value as well. You have to you know 
practice a bunch of times to 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 at least look confident even if you're like super scared at the exact moment <laughs> of the pitch uh but here we're moving on to the last question of today's episode which is a call to action so what's that one thing that you would like the listener to do as soon as the episode is over i think it'd be great if if there's listeners who have tech enable services, you know, that's software, telecom, uh, media, or these wellness type type products. You know, we've got a, a super coffee in our portfolio, um, you know, lemon perfect water in our portfolio. We also have um, some biotechnology company in our portfolio. If you're in that space, please, please reach out to me at mt at skyviewcapital.com. Perfect. I'll definitely leave uh, your email in the description of this episode and also the link to Skyview Ventures so that everyone can review what you're up to and, you know, what your portfolio companies are again. Uh, so we'll wrap it up here. Thanks a lot, Matt, for coming up. Uh, that was a pretty good and fast episode. We've hit all the topics that we planned really fast. So that was great. And thanks. Thanks for that. Great. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. Have a great day.